You do have a plan. You do have a will. You do have a desire for us to be in relationship with you, which you have provided for wonderfully by shed blood and by a crucified, dead, buried, and risen Savior. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just commit this time to you. And we thank you, Lord, for this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's begin from the gospel. Before we get to 2 Timothy chapter 3, which is our main text today, let's go to uh, Matthew, would you please, to the... Um, to the Sermon on the Mount, of course, in Matthew, that's in chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, and you know there's uh, seven main Beatitudes, and then there is an eighth Beatitude, maybe someday we will uh, focus on these, um, yeah, the, the uh, mercy studies got me into to this, uh, and it just sort of uh, uh, opened up. You know, have you ever seen a flower open up? It doesn't. A flower usually doesn't open up, you know, real quick. It you know takes a while. You know, and it, and a lot of this uh, took a while, maybe a year or two, <laughs> in good old Sandy's heart. Uh, but uh, there's this eighth. Beatitude, which is which simply the word beatitude means a blessing, and uh, verses ten and eleven in Matthew five uh, begin with the word uh, blessed, um, uh, and then uh, even eleven starts with blessed, but verses ten and eleven are they sort of are set a little bit separate uh, in its focus. Uh, from the other Beatitudes. So it's the eighth Beatitude that uh, is, is really a, a lot more to it. Let's just read those two verses, uh, Matthew 5, verses 10 and 11. Um, and, Jesus, and by the way, when he says blessed, uh, I know some translations say happy. Well, that, that sort of is involved, but it's way more than happy. Uh, there is a place of blessing for who blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness that is right relationship with God and out of that relationship the way you live okay persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs the ones that are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. By the way, you maybe need to read this out loud to yourself sometime. Blessed are you, Sandy, when they revile and persecute you, Sandy, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, 
exceedingly glad, uh, I think only one of two places that uses that phrase in the New Testament, in the whole, actually in the whole Bible, exceedingly glad. You think, well, you know, when a person comes to Christ, you ought to be exceed. But here it says, no, nah, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Wow. By the way, I'm still looking for those people. I hear a lot of people say they're feeling persecuted. They feel, yeah, you know what they said? So I'm standing, this is uh, 40 years ago. I'm standing outside the back door of the church where I'm at, all right? And this guy says, and he said that, and I said this, and he said that, and isn't that terrible what he said to me? And I said this to him, and, and he said that, and I said this. And, he, you know, he goes on for 15 minutes, and, and I said, well, when did this happen? I mean, it, it sounded like it may be the night before or something, you know. When did this happen? Oh, you know, it was uh, 28 years ago. I go, you know, there is a different approach to being persecuted than reacting like that. And this guy quit church for 28 years because of what, of, of what happened. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Now, it says rejoice and be exceedingly glad. My, my, my. Then uh, let's also go to the Gospel of John, the last verse. You know it's there. Last verse of uh, chapter 16, Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. See, by the way, if I would have written a Bible, I would not have put verses like this in. <laughs> I want everything to be nice. I don't want the persecution stuff, and I certainly don't want the tribulation stuff, and the problems, and the headaches, and the... What's happening to Alex? Alex, he's caught between staying with his mother, which is maybe dying, and leading a mission trip. What a dilemma. I've never faced a dilemma like that. Yeah, you pray for him. You pray for him with your understanding. Pray for him in the spirit. My, my. I, that's, I don't know how else to say it. Here's what it says in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things, this is Jesus speaking again. These things I have spoken to you, to you, Sandy, that in me you may have peace. Jesus wants me to have peace. He wants you to have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. By the way, Deep trouble, it would be another, another uh, translation of that word, that, that it would be true, okay? This is not just trouble. This is really bad trouble. But here's what Jesus says. Be of, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, if you don't know Jesus, you don't have Jesus in your heart, well, the fact that he's overcome the world isn't much help. But I'll tell you what. 
if the very worst happens to us, and it can, if he's in your heart and he says, I've overcome the world, the one that has overcome it is in you. And you face it. And so, yeah, I don't know if we're going to end up in Santiago or Santo Domingo, Santo Domingo or some other town. Where, but it's, it's, it's going to be in the Dominican Republic as I understand. <laughs> my job is to keep praying. I already know my mission. Pray. Pray for the leaders. Pray for what's going on. All right. Hey, Father's Day. There's another. There's a verse back there. By the way, can you tell I'm just, I'm just sort of going along here. By the way, that's okay if you if you sense the Holy Spirit is in it. Go to back to First John. First John chapter two. That's First John back there by Revelation. Go to Revelation and turn left. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. Fathers, do not doubt the work of your heavenly Father. But here's how it works. 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. Do not love the world or the things of the world. Yeah, that's all the stuff we have, you know. So what's the problem with all the stuff? If I attach my heart to the stuff, if I give my heart and my affections to the stuff, yeah, big trouble, folks. The problem of sin is giving our hearts to something other than the Lord. What are you giving your heart to? You're giving your heart to something. You will always give your heart to something. That's it. That's just, that's the way, way the universe is constructed and, and, and regarding our hearts. If I do not give my heart to the Lord, I'll give my heart to something. And he says, don't love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, boy, the lust of the eyes, man, the pride of life, yikes, is not of the Father, but of the world. So, is giving my heart to all that stuff or giving my heart to the Father? Oh, Lord, I can feel a tendency in there just to give my heart to all the wrong stuff, trying to find fulfillment in all the wrong things. My, my. And then, and then looking around at the culture that we're in, and everybody's doing this, giving their heart to the wrong thing. My, my. The world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God 
abides forever. You give your heart to God, your Father in heaven. You give your heart to God, your Father in heaven, and there's no end to it. All this other stuff will come to an end. You give your heart to the wrong thing, you give a, your heart to something that's going to come crashing to an end. But there's something you can give your heart to, and it will never, never end. Let's go to Timothy. And uh, I may not do the whole chapter like I originally intended, but let's, uh, there's, there's parts of this I want you to hear this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And much like Peter, the apostle Paul has an abiding concern that uh, believers understand that uh, the world in which we live it, yeah, there's going to be more trouble, more problems. There's going to be a bunch of stuff happens. As it happens, we need to see it as a sign that the Lord is there. <laughs> and uh, that, now listen, why has God let the devil and evil continue to exist in this world? It is completely opposed to him. Why does God even let, just let it exist? Well, you have to dig through the whole Bible to find answers for that. There's one place that talks about the reason God lets sin be sin is so that it really looks like sin. And the sin that looks sort of nice starting out eventually will be monstrous. And, you'll, and everybody will say, yeah, well, that's really sin. And so he's letting the devil do whatever to let people know the devil really is evil. And he's letting people who have given their hearts to the devil do what they do that's evil to prove that evil really is evil. And that... It, that's the day in which we live. Do not be surprised by sin. Do not be surprised how bad sin is. You know, people pick up the news, oh, I didn't know people could be that bad. Isn't that terrible? No, no. Hey, that's not news. That's not news. I can find most of that stuff that people go off and do that's really wicked, yeah, it's already in the book. It's already in there. It's already said it's bad. <laughs> what else is new? That's not new. You know what's real news? is when people do righteous things. When you do God's will. And because of doing God's will, yeah, you end up abiding forever. It says that verse we read in 1 John. Well, let's read this passage and we'll... Uh, uh, get a distance in it. I'll loop back around and uh, preach the rest of it someday. I always promised my, I used to have 17 point sermons. You know that? Can you imagine that? I tortured them, poor people. I did. Well, that's just what they deserved. 17 point sermons, and I only got to point seven or eight, and it was, you know, it was a loss. So I got this box 
of sermons that the last half has never been preached. And you know, maybe I ought to just dig through and preach the rest of the point. You'd want it, you will be clueless what the first part was. Well, so you will remember this, I hope. Know this, but know this, that in the last days, the last times, the days is a good translation, perilous times will come. So if you see politicians do goofy, goofy things, you know, perilous times, you know, there it is. Right, right there. You know, you used to watch television. I mean, now, now we do it on the internet stuff, you know, in our, in our house anyway. Do it on the, you know, go, oh, perilous times. There it is, right on, for everybody to see. Men, by the way, that's men, male and female. Men will be lovers of themselves. You, now, you don't know anybody like that, do you? You know of anybody? Isn't it amazing that most of the world is like that? People care more about their own little thing. You know, don't you get over in my yard. Keep your dog over on your, own, on your side of the line, your side of the fence, you know. Oh, yeah. Per perilous times, people being lovers of themselves, Lovers of money, hey, guard your heart against that one. Money is a, something that is easy to give your heart to. Don't do it. Hey, I, I'm warning you, don't do it. Boasters, boast. if I were younger, I'd just hop on that, um, on that pew and I'd just stand up here and just brag for a while. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm past that. Aren't you glad I'm past some things? I, I saw a minister walk, walk on the back of the, of the front pew one time, like it was a tightrope. I, I'm just amazed. He was from Chicago. Boasters, look how great we are. We're number one. We're number one. You know, our culture is saturated with boasters. There's that guy on, some of you might, might listen to that guy who, who he claims to have talent on loan from God. Come on. He's in this category there. Be careful. He may give insight. Talk radio can give you some insight, but it also can dig you into a hole. Spending time here is better than spending time there. Proud. The, 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 you don't ever do that, do you? You know what? I got a problem with uh, thinking I'm better than everybody else. And I'm, you know what? I'm re really right. And I wish they could be right. You know, if I agreed with them, then that, both of us would be wrong. <sighs> blasphemers, what's blasphemy? Blasphemers. That is 
taking attributes that are not connected to our God, you know, like evil doing and saying God is an evildoer. All right? Terrible, disobedient to parents. Hey, I don't care what, how old you are. <laughs> Some people think, you know, to get, when they get to 18, then they no longer need to pay attention to parents. Unthankful. You know, that doesn't even look dangerous, being unthankful. Well, I tell you what, it is dangerous. Unholy. By the way, do you, do you know that God sets his people separate? And he says, no, you don't be like everybody else. You be different. You be different in holiness. Unloving, that's what comes out of our hearts. Loving is what comes out of our hearts for the well-being and benefit of others. And, and uh, love is what mercy does. Uh-huh. I've been studying that one for about 20 years. Unforgiving. Uh, see, uh, yeah, you can also translate that unreconcilable. Slanderers. I had a secretary one time. I've had strange secretaries. Here's this one secretary, and she was round behind my back saying nasty, nasty things about me. And the church board chair come to me and says, we got to fire her. And I go, wait, wait, let's wait till after Christmas season. Can't we just keep her till after, and then fire her? And I go, no, we're going to fire her now. I go, okay, all right. So I, I had to double as church secretary through the Christmas season for the slander. And I found out later, I go, yeah, I guess that was bad. Slanderers without self-control. Lord, do I have self-control? Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yeah, who are we giving our hearts to? We can give our hearts to pleasure and try to find fulfillment in all the wrong places. And sin, the the pleasure of sin for a season is enough to trap millions Having a form of godliness, verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but not denying its power. Form of godliness. Well, yeah, they got a church building. And uh, yeah, they got a music program. And yeah, they, you know, somebody gets up and does a, 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 some kind of a verbal exposition. Yeah. They don't believe in receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and they don't believe in a transforming work of God when that happens. They believe, they don't think that God saves us from our sins. They think God saves us in our sins. 
There's a problem with that. Now, let me start with the one that, that I think covers way more than just a few. I'm going to tell you one that's just a few. But, you know, repent. If you're involved in any kind of sexual immorality, repent. Now, if you're involved in a gay lifestyle, only a very few, in a, in a homosexual lifestyle, I say the same thing. Repent. And when, and when there is a form of godliness, but people deny the transforming power thereof, then what are we supposed to do? Let the, look at it, what it says. End of verse 5. From such people turn away. Now, my Bible has an exclamation point. From such people turn away. Now that doesn't mean I don't talk to them or that doesn't mean that I don't, that I don't have a heart. I, I refuse in this whole debate, a denominational and otherwise, that, our, that, that, uh, that Christendom is, is wrestling with right now, I refuse to give up the thing of calling people to repent. I am not going to tell you, oh, just... Uh, stay in your sin and, and, and make the best of it. All right? But there is a division there. And there's a, there's a point to which we say, all right, how far? And some are deciding, yeah, well, you know, if others, if, if they're going to, and here's what is said by some, let's let the gay agenda dominate the church of the brethren. That's now a handful, admittedly, but that's being said, seriously. Now, so what does it say? Well, we pray our way through this, folks. And you've got to pray for the delegate. You've got to pray for the delegate. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to be at one of the other tables, you know. You know, that not that pretty plain? Now, what, what is this? This is a stuff that says we are what? In the, verse 1 says we're in the last days, perilous times. Verse 6 says, for this sort, what is that? They're giving their hearts the desires of their bodies and whatever else. Of this sort are those who creep into households and make captive Captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. That's not a that, that's not hammering away at the women. That's hammering away at all the all the the uh, the carnal tendencies within the church. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's get on to the next thing. Let's do the. Something sensational and then something more sensational and something more sensational. No, 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 no. What do we really know? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Verse 8 says, Now Janus and Jambres, 
resisted Moses. Who were those guys? Those guys were the ones, you know, when, uh, when Moses was before Pharaoh and uh, they threw down their rods and their rods became serpents. And then Moses throws down his rod and his serpent eats their serpents. All right. Magicians in Pharaoh's court. They resisted Moses. So do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further for their folly will be manifest to all. It's going to be shown for what it is. Sin is going to really be shining as sin. And everybody, everybody will say, oh, that's terrible. It says, as theirs also was. But you, all right, here's the believers. Verse 10, but you have carefully followed my doctrine manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering. By the way, I don't think that's short suffering. I do. When it says long suffering, I think it's long. Four days, five days, two weeks, three months. Have you ever been there? As a believer with Jesus in your heart, yeah, love, let it flow out of you for the well-being and sake of others. Perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, Elystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and here's, here's my ending point today. Yes. This is your daily life. Yes, this is where you, where you and I need to be prepared. Yes, and all who desire to live godly. That is, God is in it. God is the reason. God is the propeller that, that uh, drives it forward. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Well, Lord, it's tough for us to hear that word. But Lord, if they persecuted Jesus, they're gonna, people are going to rise up against us and we should not be surprised, ever. Lord, I am. I, time and again, I've been so surprised and what people have said and done. But Lord, you say, yeah, this is all part of it. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. And those that are persecuted need to, be, need to rejoice and to be ex, exceedingly glad. Hmm. Lord, I have so much to learn and I have a lot to grow yet. But Lord, get me going in the right direction. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your, your daily, the daily grace you bring to our lives. And even in the hardest times, Lord, I thank you for getting me through Thursday and Friday this week. 
And I didn't know what to think. Lord, help me, help me just to trust you all the way through. And Lord, for everyone here, help us to trust you all the way through. And someday we will see you face to face. <laughs> and for those that are, have overcome, you will say, well done my good and faithful servant. Lord, will you say that over my life? Help me, Lord. I want, I want to give my heart to you more than ever before. And Lord, help me, help me just not give my heart to all the wrong stuff. And Lord, to find my fulfillment in Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus for giving us fulfillment today. Father, we pray it now in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen.